What's going on, people, and welcome to the Kings of Marketing podcast. This is our very first podcast. My name is Pete Garcia, and uh, I'm going to tell you a little bit about my story and what it is that we are going to be doing in this podcast. I'm very excited to share with the world and uh, the local community what it is that I've learned over my uh, life journey and how I can be of value to you guys. And uh, so kicking it off, I want to thank Anchor for allowing uh, this to be as simple as possible. If you haven't tried out Anchor, if you want to start your own podcast, you got to check them out. It's super, super simple and um, it's self-explanatory. I mean, you can literally get started in 10 to 15 minutes. Just press the record button and that's it. You're on, brother. Welcome to the Kings of Marketing Podcast, the podcast that eats, sleeps, and breathes entrepreneurship, digital marketing, and business creation, giving you advice, tips, and interviews from entrepreneurs just like you, motivating you to get up and kickstart your new life. This is the Kings of Marketing Podcast. Now listen, I'm not a millionaire like all these other guys that have podcasts and uh, tell you how they've made all these millions of dollars and what cars they have and what houses they have. And I mean, it's, you know, obviously, yes, of course, I want to go on that journey and one day have uh, a podcast where I'm talking about all these things that I have. But this is actually just about what I don't have and what I want to have and what I've had in my life and what's led me to now to where I feel very, very confident that I can reach my goal. And uh, just tell you a little bit about my life story. I was born in Mexico in a city called Reynosa, Reynosa, Tamaulipas. Born to two great parents, my mom, uh, a housewife, took care of four kids, myself and my brother and two other sisters. My dad was a teacher. He's retired now and, uh, you know, props to my dad, man, because pretty much, you know, teacher salary wasn't as great. I don't know if it's gone up over the years, but, uh, you know, to be able to be a a teacher and support four kids plus your wife it's 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 you know it's amazing i love my dad for that and uh not only that just uh what he's instilled in all of us it's just one of a kind love my brothers and sisters my brother's out in Colombia right now and uh he do, does sales and marketing as well kicking ass over there and um my sister is a teacher she's an educator as well followed in my dad's footsteps and uh she's now uh gone on to be more than just a teacher i believe she's like uh some kind of like super teacher or or something like that but she's getting her masters and now she's uh going to be supervising and teaching other teachers i guess to better themselves my other sister is a builder and she's uh, rocks and you know just all around great brothers and sisters great parents after that um you know pretty much jumping up to the old, old park is growing up i grew up in McAllen, texas i i live now in edinburgh texas and uh Growing up, my first job was at a actually at a fashion store, which is a uh, sold jeans and shirts and stuff like that. Store no longer exists, but um, I liked it because it, you know you got to meet a lot of people and 
I was pretty much the only guy working with a bunch of girls. And so um, I uh, got to meet a lot of people. I would literally stay talking to somebody after they made a purchase and they'd be like, hey man, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta go on. We got other customers over there, gotta help them out. And the people go by and look for me and just see what's up, you know? Made a lot of friends like that. I've just always been really interested in meeting people, um, knowing about their life, of just becoming friends, making more friends and more friends. I felt the more things you had, you could do, uh, you know, at the young age, it's just like, hey, who's doing this or who's doing that? You know that guy, you know that girl, whatever. Like, just um, the more, the merrier, that's the way I see it. Um, after that job, started college, went to college here in Edinburgh called UTPA at the day, at the time. Now it's something else. I don't know what it's called. It's a UTRGV, I believe. Uh, but at that time I worked at the alumni association, which, uh, was making 200 bucks a month. Yep. 200 bucks a month. I mean, what could you seriously do with $200 a month? What the heck is that? Like, uh, to, uh, my math is pretty bad, but what, 50 bucks a week. So that obviously wasn't going to cut it. I, um. I remember being in that 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 office and you know no disrespect i mean i liked it but um i didn't really like it didn't do much um i remember stuffing envelopes in the the office and having to mail them out to like thousands of addresses and it just you know it sucked because the only thing i liked about that job is um i remember the college had a bunch of events and um the guys that would host these events were in my department you know these guys i remember speaking to them and driving with them and I would, I would look forward to these events because these guys would dress up in suits and they would call the shots and they would be like, hey, we're gonna do this and we're gonna do that. And I was just like the little errand boy. And I remember asking one of the guys, hey man, how, how, do you, how did you get to where you are? He said, well, you gotta study, bro. You gotta study, you have to get an education. I myself have a master's. I was like, oh man, dude, by the time I reach all of that, it, was just, it just seemed like an eternity. I just wanted to get there faster. And then his buddy across the other hallway was just, you know, had all these golf tournaments and just all he did was just meet every, everybody. I was like, what do you do, bro? I was like, well, I do marketing and uh, pretty much keep afloat on everybody that's graduated from the from the college. And, uh, you know, we offer them this and that and throw some events. I was like, man, I really like that part. And so what do you got to do to get there? I was like, well, you got to go to school. You got to graduate. You got to go to college. You got to do all those things. So pretty much it was the same road that the other, that the other guy told me. And uh, I'll be honest. I mean, at a kid, I guess I was what, like, 19, 20 years old, it just felt like boring. Not what they were doing, but getting there felt boring to me. So on to my next uh, jump after that at UTPA. After being there two years, I, I, uh, I, I for you all that uh, don't know, I am a singer as well. So I chose the path of chasing a music career. Um, I remember there was a, a competition where all of the... Uh, University was literally at the uh, at the circle where everybody gathers around and they had a karaoke competition and uh, I didn't want to join it because I didn't really like to go and compete against other singers and all that and then uh, so but my My uh, co-workers were like come on Pete. You got to do this man. You got to do this. You sing good. You sing good I was like, yeah, but there's other dudes singing rap songs and all these other um, English songs, I mean I sing mariachi bro. I was like, well do it go do it. So I went and I won I won hundred bucks I'll never forget that day. It was my first competition, my first singing competition in karaoke. And, um, you know, that's just a little highlight of that that part. But I did actually go and chase a music career. Um, had a good friend of mine that decided to, to sponsor me, and he was my manager. And we, we hit it. We hit it up, man. We were in Mexico City. 
um, for a while, we recorded an album with the number one mariachi in the world, Mariachi Vargas. Um, we um, toured in, in Mexico. We came back to the to the Rio Grande Valley, which is what we call it here, and uh, I opened up for some pretty big names. Um, you know, I grew up with Norteño music. I grew up with mariachi music. That's always been in my heart and always will be. Um, I got I got the pleasure of opening up for big groups like uh, Intocable, uh, Milena Vaira, who's not around anymore, Elida Reina. Uh, a bunch of different groups here, Los Palominos, um, came on a couple of shows, and I, I liked that life, it, it was pretty cool, you know, you're, you're in your early 20s, living the life, coming out on the radio, and, you know, but hey, that's not the God, that's not the path God chose for me, and it just didn't work out anymore, and um, so what I decided to do is, at that point, I decided to uh, push my own uh, music onto the digital era, was just become, getting big, iTunes was just coming around, uh, Spotify was a big thing, Amazon Music, so I decided to push my music that down that way, and uh, for every download that I would get, I think I'd get like 47 cents. So I was like, yeah, you know, but hey, push it, telling everybody that I knew, selling CDs on the side, hey, you know what, performing on this side, five bucks a CD, and uh, didn't want those CDs to go to waste, but um, just trying to push it to what I thought was going to be my, my life, which was a music career, and uh, obviously that did not happen. So um, on to the next part of my life, which I uh, started working. This is what really, really changed changed the, the game I uh well I tr- actually I tried substituting and landed a a um what you call a uh, permanent substitute position which means that the substitute is either like they don't have the position for the teacher or they're uh pregnant or something and they really need you to fill out like every single day so pretty much you're like the teacher every single day Monday through Friday and I'll tell you it wasn't just a regular classroom it was a special ed classroom so um, I loved every single day of that class, every single day. Um, it's been a while. I wonder what those where those kids are at now. Um, but I think about them every now and then, and I just I'm lucky. I was lucky to have that opportunity to, to teach. And my dad was a teacher there, so my dad and all his buddies, you know, we had a, we had a lot of good times on Fridays after after a work week. So um, skipping out of that, I said I needed something else. You know, I I'll, I respect the teaching careers. You know, my dad's a teacher, my sister's a teacher, my brother-in-law's a teacher, my, you know, I have a bunch of teachers in the family, and, uh, but man, getting paid once a month was just not going to do it for me, um, and especially at a substitute rate, and I just needed more, I just felt like this is not going to be where, this is not going to be me, I'm not going to go to college, back to college, and get a teaching career, I love my dad, and I love what he did, and I love teachers are amazing their hearts are just special like you have to be like I'm not saying that I wouldn't be a good teacher but it just wasn't for me so I remember talking to the principal I said hey I appreciate the opportunity you gave me but I, I gotta move on he said hey brother more power to you you're gonna better yourself go ahead I'll never forget that day it was right there in front of the principal's office he told me to step outside he's a Pete chase your dreams man do what you want to do and, and and don't worry about me I'll be I'll be fine I'll find another um, substitute teacher so I was okay well my next step was going to a pharmacy and uh, the pharmacy was was the uh, marketing department to where we were selling medical equipment and I was uh, with along with uh, two other girls that were you know pretty intimidating because uh, they had career they had a uh, college degrees and you know they were they were on their a game and here comes this guy without a um, without a degree doing marketing so I, they started me at the bottom I had to go pick up scripts and do this and that and just kind of like meet the people which I did not have a problem doing um, 
I, I don't have a problem meeting people. Like that just comes natural to me. So um, jumping straight into the performance part of it, you know, I, I, I will do good. The only thing is that, um, you know, the boss there, which at the time was a pharmacist, expected you to know everything there has to be with the pharmacy department is, and, and the medical equipment department, which honestly, I didn't give a shit about the, the pharmacy department. I was there to sell medical equipment, you know, wheelchairs, oxygen tanks. Um, and I knew the basics. I mean, uh, I, knew, I knew more than the basics, but um, so I, you always want to know everything about the product that you're moving. I mean, we weren't, I wasn't a salesman. I was there to offer a service. So, I mean, salesman is, you know, hey, I got this pen. I'll sell it to you for so-and-so, you know, but what if they don't need that damn pen? You know, but here I was going directly to the people that needed this kind of service. For example, a pulmonologist is going to need oxygen tanks and oxygen providers. So that was me. I know exactly what to say, when to say it, who to speak to. I, I nailed it. But apparently it wasn't enough for my boss because the boss would, would pretty much humiliate me in front of the... Uh, in front of the company meeting. So we had there, we, here we are sitting down with 30 to 40 people. And I say, hey, Pete, all right, stand up, man. What, what, what have you done? I was like, well, I've done this and that, this and that. Well, and so but what, what do you know about this? I was like, um, well, I really don't know much about how many milligrams come into this bottle, but I sure as hell know how to sell a wheelchair. No, 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 no. That's uh, you're, you're the weakest link here. You're the weakest link. And those words, I'll never forget those words. Weakest link is like, I guess, I don't know. There was a show going on, The Weakest Link or something like that. But man, it, it, it hurt. And um, I just felt like, you know, looking around, everybody's giggling at me and said, all right, okay. Well, here comes the next meeting. Right and early. And of course, I'm the guy that takes the tacos and shows up and says, hey, what's going on? Here we go again. So the sales department, marketing department, here comes the boss and well, you know, guys, when you don't have this, a degree, and you don't have this and that as a degree, you become the weakest link. And he's definitely talking about me. So here we come again. And he's staring at me and says, Pete, you are the weakest link. Well, that was the second time. The third time, we were in a uh, more secluded area, not in front of 30 to 40 people, which he had already done twice. And uh, he said it again. But this time, the numbers were clear that... I was just on top or even more on top of the sales than my other two colleagues. And, uh, and I was still the weakest link. I just, I didn't, I didn't get it, you know? So I walked out in the meeting and, uh, of course it had repercussions. I mean, I got, got in trouble. I got suspended for two weeks and I said to heck with it, man, I'm not going to be there being called the weakest link and you know, what, whatever. So I come back and they slapped me this test and like of all these technical terms and medical terminology and milligrams into a certain kind of medicine. And of course I bombed it. I didn't know what the heck, I didn't know any, I wasn't going into a pharmacy tech. I wasn't going into, into, um, learning to be a pharmacist. Like that's the last thing that I want to be doing. Um, because that just wasn't me. And, um, he pulls me to the side and says, Hey, listen, don't you ever walk out on me again on a meeting. And I think I was like maybe about 24, five, I'm not sure. I'm just staring at this guy. And I mean, obviously, I mean, I know this guy he was a friend of the families and not my families, but somebody else's family. And uh, I remember just looking at him. And I was like, bro, you keep on calling me the weakest link. I don't like that. He's like, well, you know why I call you that? I was like, why? 
because I don't have a degree and everybody else does. And I was like, no, I don't, I don't, I call you that because I know that if I do that, I spark you up and you go and you just go get more. And okay. I mean, I understood his philosophy, but at the same time with me, that doesn't work. Like I don't appreciate being called names or much, much less in front of all these people. So needless to say that that ended and, um, I went on to the next era. I was out of out of job about three months, and uh, I enjoyed it. I kicked back for a little bit. My sister had a couple of kids at the time; they're only one year apart. One year apart, so I, I babysat them for a little while. Um, and I remember I uh, I was supposed to be getting paid some back pay from that job, and sometimes they wouldn't pay me on time. And I remember just grabbing quarters, going to Dairy Queen, and or getting a couple of burgers at 99 cents. I was like, man, what the heck did I? Where did I end up like this? And I just didn't didn't like that at the moment and uh, you know so of course you go out and your friends are like hey let's come party I don't have any money dude nah don't worry about it I'll spot you and everybody else is having this and getting that and buying themselves all sorts of shit and I'm like well man you know what I had to do something at the time so um, I came into the imaging world which is the MRIs and x-rays and all that which was booming at the time and uh, um, that lasted for a little while until Obama started to cut all these uh, reimbursements. So that didn't work because I was on a salary plus commission. My salary wasn't that great, but I sure kicked ass in the commission. So when they cut my commissions down, I was like, okay, this is not going to work again. I said, I got to get into a field where it's just not going to change for a while. And uh, that's where I was introduced to personal injury. Um, so the doctor that I was that I worked for um, got into the personal injury. And we just started rolling, and that's where I'm at now. Um, so bringing me down to 2018, this past year, I started taking some courses from some of these top uh, internet marketers, and I've picked up a lot, which is what I want to come to you guys now and give it to you for free. Now, of course, I do have a, a, a media company. It's called The King's Marketing, which is listened to now. And obviously, I will be providing that service to the local community and pretty much anywhere. The beauty about this whole media marketing and social media marketing is you can literally, I see I'm in South Texas. I can promote a company in New York city if I wanted to. Um, somebody reaches out, I could do that. And I can do it in Los Angeles. I can do in Pittsburgh. It can do it anywhere. All you need is the information, the demographics, and you can do it. And that's what I want to tell you guys that, that to start a business, first of all, you don't need a whole bunch of money. Back in the day, you need like, you know, oh, I'm going to start a business. And everybody thought, oh, it's got a couple of thousands of dollars. You got to go to the bank and, you know, ask for a certain kind of loan. And But that's not exactly true. Um, in this podcast, I'm going to tell you how you can do a bunch of um, businesses for a couple hundred dollars and use what God has given you as a talent and make that into a business. So um, thank you for tuning in. I know this is going to be a little bit of a just informative podcast and tell you a little bit about my life. And um, if you don't mind just sharing this with your friends and family, uh, anybody that owns a business, I'm just going to come at you and telling you what I've learned. Uh, I gave you a little bit about my life and tell you a little bit of the uh, nuggets that I've learned, a little ninja tricks that I know. And just pretty much overall, well, how you have to be across people when you're in a business. Um, it, it just goes miles and miles when you know what you're doing, what you know what you have in your company, who's behind your company, who's representing your company. And all those are very, very important, very, very important things that you, that, that you, that people overlook. Um, businesses, business owners are like, yeah, you know what, I own this. And you know, but have you 
sat there in your business and see how your receptionist is? Have you been there how, when your cashier um, is um, texting on her phone or she had a bad day with her boyfriend? I mean, like, do, do you know who your employers are? Just things like that. And uh, again, I wanted to remind you that Anchor is what made this possible. And uh, inviting you to, uh, if you want to start your podcast on anything, was anything what is, what is that you like to do, you like to counsel people. Even though you're not a counselor, just say you're not a counselor, whatever you, or whatever it is that you like to do, bring it out to the world, man. Podcast is the, ne- the, is the next big thing. It's been around for years, but I think it's going to be blowing up here soon. Um, I invite you to come to our Facebook page and Instagram page um, for some um, vlogs that are coming up. So we'll start recording and I'll start uh, interviewing some of the local community uh, rock stars that I believe are, are good, good people and have brought a lot of value to the area and uh, it's just here in this in this in this area where we live is just not notif- it's not noticed as as much as these other big cities you know um but i'm, I'm gonna bring that to you with the of course as much value as i can so uh stay tuned and uh, appreciate it we'll talk soon